This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. What's going on, everybody? I'm Mara. And I'm Tez. And welcome back to Sisters Who Kill. There are cases that we cover where sometimes it just doesn't make sense. And this is one of those cases where being a good friend turns fatal. Our players this week are Denia Gibson, our victim, Evan Gorospi, Tanea's boyfriend, and Tanea Lewis, our murderess. Tanea Lene Lewis was born on December 19th, 2000 in Michigan. She was born into a two-parent household, and from what we could find, she grew up with a loving family with no history of violence. As she went through elementary and middle school, she thrived in her classes. By the time she was a senior at Warren Fitzgerald High School in Warren, Michigan, which is like the metro area of Detroit, she had straight A's and a bright future ahead of her. Tanea was well-known around her school. She had a nice group of friends, and one of her friends was Denia Gibson. Denia Unique Gibson was born on November 20, 2001 in Michigan to her parents, Angelina Ford and Preston Gibson. She was a straight-A student at Warren Fitzgerald High School. In addition, she was elected to student council. She was a member of the robotics team and was a part of the National Honor Society. She also ran cross-country for her school and was in the color guard in the marching band. She was a part of the generation I want to be in the color guard. Did you? Can't see that for you. So yeah, sorry, Me friend. neither. That's why it never happened. Okay, cool, cool. She was a part of the Generation of Promise Club and a multicultural club. She had dreams of becoming a computer engineer. She was her dad's jewel and her mom's personal hype man. During the girls' senior year, they seemed to have drifted apart. And this is nothing crazy, no beef or nothing. You know somebody in elementary or middle school, and now you're in high school, and your paths may not cross as much, or your friend group has expanded beyond them. No hard feelings. Now, at this time, when Tanea was dating this boy named Evan Garosby, now, Tanea loved her boyfriend, high school love or whatever. What? She was cheating on him. In small talk or whatever, she let it be known to Denia. So I guess along the way, they're doing a little chit-chat. And she tells Denia about her extra partners. Or partner, don't know the specifics, but it wasn't Evan. Anywho, Denia and Evan were on the cross-country team together. So it's September 11, 2017, and they were away at a cross-country meet. And I guess... They were cool also. Well, Denia's talking to Evan, and she's like, listen, bro, I got to have a real heart-to-heart -heart with you right now. So I found out Tanea's cheating on you. He's like, what? She's like, yeah, bro. And it's like, I know you love her and all, but she's putting you at risk. You don't know what she could have been exposed to when she's coming back and having sex with you afterwards. And I just... I didn't feel comfortable having that information and not telling you. Which, good on her, because 
that is that is true. She was putting him at risk. We don't know if she was using protection or not, but having multiple partners, especially when the people who you are with don't know you have multiple partners, it's definitely a way to put yourself at risk. STDs are a thing, a real thing. STDs are a thing amongst teenagers. And talk to your kids about sex, how to do, protect it, because they'll come home with a baby anyways, talking about they was abstinent. Mom, I'm married. This is a gift from God. <laughs> well, I don't know where they came from. I don't know how this happened. You know exactly how it happened. angel came to me and said that I was going to have the son of God. So Evan's like, this is devastating. So Evan texts Tanea and asks if it was true. And she's like, who told you that? Evan says, don't worry about that. Is it true? Now, somehow or another, word gets back to Tanea that it was Denia who told Evan that she cheated on him. So she texts the both of them and says, quote, I got something for you tomorrow. So Tanaya is frustrated. She's sitting at home pacing. Real, real irritated that somebody done told her mans what she was out here doing. She's constantly texting Evan, hey, can we ride to school in the morning? Hey, your birthday's coming up. Trying to make shit cool when it ain't. And maybe her and Denai don't kick it like that no more, but it wasn't her business to tell Evan. She pacing around, so upset. She ends up grabbing a steak knife from her kitchen and puts it in her book bag. We have officially made it to December, which means it is time for the 12 days of deals at Honey Love. Honey Love is my go-to place for comfortable bras and shapewear. I know that we've talked about them before, but you guys, I cannot stop singing their praises. I love my Honey Love bra. Honey Love has revolutionized the bra and shapewear game. Say goodbye to uncomfortable underwire and bulky fabric that traps heat. That is a thing of the past. Honey Love is here to make sure that you look good and you feel good because sometimes beauty is not pain. My favorite thing to do when I come home is immediately take off my bra because I have been walking around all day hoisting these big old things up. Not with Honey Love. I usually keep my bra on until it's time for me to take a shower. That's because I'm just comfortable and I feel secure and I don't feel like I'm trapped. And I'm so grateful for Honey Love for that. So this holiday season, treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save up to 20% off site-wide at honeylove.com slash SWK this month only after you purchase they ask you where you heard about them please show some support for the show and let them know that sisters who kill sent you it's time to ditch the underwire for good thanks to honey love the next day on september 12 2017 evan goes ahead and he picks her up for school now that they're in a the car together face to face she goes evan it's true i did treat on you but i'm sorry your birthday's coming up I, I love you, and we can work through this. She gives him $100. I'm sure it was happy birthday, and I'm really sorry. I want to know where this teenage girl got $100 to give him, but <clears throat> that's another story. My <laughs> question's exactly. Another story. So so at this point, she's deduced. Denia told Evan what the guilty people do. They flip it. So she's talking to him, so what? You like Denia? You like her? What's up? And it's like, listen, at this point, if I do, it's really none of your business. 
Evan and Tanea get to school. They go on about their day. But Tanea cannot let this go. It's replaying in her head. I can't believe that Tanea told Evan this. I can't believe it. So Tanea walks into her second period class, which is economics, with Miss Sarah Sutterfield. She goes into class, and that's when she texts Evan, it's time. They get to school, they go on about their day. But this shit is still running in her head. So she walks into her second period class, which is economics, and Miss Sarah Sunnifield is the teacher. She goes into class, and she texts Evan, she goes, it's time. Evan responds to her. It's like, what do you mean? But she doesn't respond back to him. So Tanea sits in front of the desk in front of Denia in the classroom. Everything is calm, cool, collected. No one sees anything coming. So then Tanea takes out the knife. She turns around and she stabs Denia twice in the chest. Not everyone sees this, but Denia then gets up and she starts running around the classroom. She's going to kill me. She's going to kill me. She's going to kill me. And Tanea's chasing her, laughing, yelling, I'm going to kill her. It came really out of nowhere. Everybody's running around. They think that they're joking. Like, people in the classroom are laughing. Like, girl, what are y'all doing in this classroom? Tanea catches up to Denia, stabs her in the back again. Denia falls down, and then she pounces on Denia and stabs her again in the back. And this is when people really realize that, oh, shit, she's got... She's really seriously hurting her. Even the teacher didn't understand what was happening because it happened out of nowhere. There wasn't big to do. It's a normal day in class. So finally, Mrs. Sonnefield, she pushes her out of the classroom and Tegan's out of the classroom. She's jumping up and down, yelling, I hope she dies. She told Evan, I hope she dies. And she's laughing. The athletic director, who also just happens to be Miss Sonnefield's husband, and he was the disciplinary director, two titles, comes in and so does the resource officer, like the P-Roy. <laughs> Damn, you only had to go to Tucker during argument to know who P-Roy is. But y'all know who the resource officer was at y'all school. P-Roy oh. and two scoops. So the, oh yes, and scoops. Those were the resource officers at Tucker High School. If the resource officer and the athletic director, they come into the classroom, they see what's happening. The resource officer tries to give CPR the resource officer rolls over Denia's body. She's already laying in a pool of blood face down, tries to give her CPR. And Tisa's still in the hallway yelling, I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill her. I hope she dies. Now, this happened very quickly and before second period started. Evan is in his own classroom. He is quickly getting flooded with text messages and calls about everything that's happening in the school. He's immediately pulled out of class. And he texts her and he hears what happened. So he texts T and he's like, why did you do this? Why would you do this? There could have been another way. Like, why would you do this? They quickly have a phone call. And I guess she realized what was happening at that time. And she calmed down and realized that she was really fucked. And so she's crying on the phone. She's like, I'm just so sorry. I'm so sorry. I bet that phone call was like, fuck, girl, what you do? And she was like, I don't know. I was so upset. And he was like, girl. You're going to jail. She's dead. And I think, like, that's when it really hit her. Like, shit, I'm going to jail. She's dead. Like, I think that's when it really sunk in for her. She was jumping up talking about, I hope she died. And guess what? She did. Denia was rushed to St. John Macomb, Oakland Hospital in Madison Heights, where she was pronounced dead an hour later. Later, an autopsy was performed on her body by the Oakland County Medical Examiner's Office, and they determined that Denia was stabbed four times, twice in the back and twice in the chest. 
One of the stab wounds punctured her heart while another one punctured her lung. The school shared this statement on Facebook. Our hearts are broken that we lost a student and a member of our Fitzgerald community today. We at Fitzgerald are family, and this is a time to reach out to each other. Fitzgerald High School will be closed on Thursday, September 13th. We will have mental health support staff available at the high school from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. We encourage you to reach out if you need support. We will be hosting a vigil to remember and honor the life of Denia Gibson at 1 p.m. on the high school football field. Our Fitzgerald community is Fitz Nation strong, and it's important that we come together and support each other. Our thoughts and prayers continue to be with Denia's family and friends and classmates during this difficult time. Somebody wrote a nice letter. And I know they dismissed early. Yeah, that was really good, wasn't it? But I know I would have been like, mm-hmm. Mama, come pick me up. Mm-hmm. Pick me up. My mama would have been there quick, fast. At the vigil for Denia, her friends and family wore purple and carried purple balloons to remember her. A lot of Denia's classmates had great things to say about her, such as she was a shiny beacon of light. She was goofy, clumsy. She was just plain silly. That night, her mom was too torn up to come out to the vigil, but her aunt and her dad were there in support of her. Her dad said, I thought it could never happen to me. My baby was going to be valedictorian. She was beautiful. She loved to laugh and smile. That's just so crazy to me. Like, 8 o'clock, like 8.30 in that morning, somebody dies. And by 1, high school starts early. So by 8 o'clock, you in second period. And by 1 o'clock that day, you doing a vigil for somebody that died that day. Like, that is a whirlwind of a day. No, they did the vigil no, they the next did the vigil day. that day. School will be closed Thursday, September 13th. At 1 p.m. Today. Yeah, they oh. did the vigil that day. So how did everybody go and put on purple and come everybody back? Everybody got dismissed. That's they great. got dismissed. Some parents can't get off of work like that. Luckily, it's high school, so people aren't really as concerned as middle and elementary school with sending the kids home. The parents brought up a lot of questions to the school. Why weren't there metal detectors to prevent something like this? Where is the extra security when you need it? She should have never been able to get in here and bring that weapon into school. And the school says that it wasn't necessary then, and they don't find it necessary now, because this was just a random premeditated attack. A representative from the school said that they've dealt with violent threats from students against other students in the past, but it was mostly threats about gun violence and They never thought to take something like this seriously. The parents were expressing how scared their kids were and, quite frankly, how scared they were. One parent even said she was considering homeschooling her child. Rumors were swirling all through social media with a student posting that there wasn't even an argument that led up to this. Classmates agreed that she was killed in cold blood for no other reason than for being friends with Evan. Yeah. And if you look up this case, like, I was like, Tazzy, we cannot do another, like, oh, I'm mad at this girl because of my man thing. Because that's what the news articles make it seem like. And when you read into it, it's like, no, she had no romantic feelings for this boy. She was literally like, hey, STDs are real. Your girl out here fucking just letting you know. Hey, what a real friend should do. That's what I think. I think she did the right thing. She did what she was supposed to. You know, if that's her friend and she knows that information and she felt like she owed that to Evan, then she did. Like, hey, I know some information that could be 
potentially detrimental to your health. Now, I don't know who she's closer to, but, like, she could have also talked to Tanae and be like, girl, are you being safe? But that's your teammate. She probably is closer to him at that point. And they were both in the band because he was in band as well. Mm, see, she's probably closer to Evan, which means her loyalties lie there. And she's right. He was at risk. It wasn't a matter of gossiping to gossiping or to blow up the spot. She was like, listen, get tested, stay getting tested. Aside from interviews from witnesses, there really wasn't much of an investigation. They were very quickly able to determine who was the student that killed her. And when police showed up to arrest Tanaya, she was laying on a classroom floor. She was crying and screaming. I guess she realized what had happened. She had that phone call with Evan where she was saying that she was sorry. And the police arrested her and took her in for an investigation. And they interviewed her for 45 minutes. In her interview, she told the police that she hated Denia. She said that Denia ruined everything. And she admitted right there of bringing the kitchen knife to school and that she sent a text to Evan saying that it's time. She said at the time of the stabbing, she only remembers facing Denia, like sitting in the chair, turning around, facing Denia, and then everything went dark. The mayor, Jim Fouts, posted on Facebook that Tanaya made a cryptic post on one of her social media accounts saying exactly what she was going to do to Denaya, but it didn't go into detail. She was arrested just outside of the school and she was taken into custody right away. On September 14th, 2018, she stood before a judge for the first time where she was charged with first-degree premeditated murder and she was denied bond. Denaya's funeral was held the following Wednesday, September 19th, which is an, exactly a week after her murder, at the New St. Paul Missionary Baptist Church, where Pastor Christopher Murray said, quote, It's Wednesday. This baby is supposed to be in school. We are here because of hate. Hate destroys. Hate divides. This beautiful flower was plucked out of a garden with a 4.0 grade point average. She was taken out of this world because of hate. It is a shame. And I don't even know if it was hate, right? It was just... It, it was, was rage. rage. I get why you were mad at her, but, like, it's not worth killing over. But I don't believe she hated this girl. I just think she was just mad. Wanted to find a way to get back. That was her bright idea. Now, apparently, at the service, they were calling out the names of Denise's relatives, and a commotion broke out. And a pastor had to say, let's remind everybody exactly what we're here today, to remember Denia. Most of the attendees wore purple, again, to honor Denia. It was her favorite color, which led her parents to have her casket be purple. And they had roses on the sides. And at the top, it had her picture on it. They always put pictures on kid caskets. Yeah. I did. I have noticed that. Did you see back when there was that big school shooting in Texas, there was a man that was a casket maker and he made like special, he made they special like superheroes like, and yes, shit. Yes. He went to all the parents and was just like, what are your kids like? And he donated all those caskets for the kids. It's because like. I know that meant so much to them. Just caskets are expensive. Me in a box, baby. Bury me under a tree. Caskets are expensive. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should your payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day 
or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work with an optional tip-in. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. This is really exciting because life happened. Your kid says, oh my goodness, mommy, it's the book fair this week, but you don't get paid until next week. You want to take your significant other out on a date, but you don't get paid until next week. That is a thing of the past with Earn In. You can have your money right now. Make Earn In a part of your financial routine and join Earn In's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earn In, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me peace of mind. Don't you want a peace of mind too? Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N, I in in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download Earn In, type in Sisters Who Kill under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's right. Type in Sisters Who Kill under podcast to let them know that we sent you. Everything is subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Now go get your money. On February 15th of 2019, Tanea had her preliminary examination. Her teacher, Ms. Sunnefield, testified about the chaos that took place in her classroom and her husband, Mark Sunnefield, the athletic director and the disciplinary director testified about what happened when he came into the classroom. Evan testifies to his side of the story about how he hears about her cheating. He gets upset and next thing he knows he's getting a text saying it's time. The classmate Francesca testifies to hearing Denia's screams. One of Denia's ex-boyfriend who was in the classroom with her testifies to Tanea punching her in the back while she's already down. Then the pre-examination gets postponed till March 1st because the detective who interviewed Tanea was not available to appear in court that day. At the March 1st continuation, the detective testified to what Tanea was saying during their initial interview, and the assistant prosecutor said that there was anger that boiled to rage. The prosecutors then try and get a mental evaluation done on Tanea, and this outraged Tanea's family. Because in their minds, they were like, this girl is a straight-A student just like Denia was. She ain't crazy. She ain't out of, she was a normal kid just like Denia put her ass on trial. There were reports saying that the day before the stabbing, Tanaya was outside playing Foursquare. So they're selling the court. There are no signs of mental health issues in this girl. Despite the protests, in June of 2019, the judge grants the funds for an expert to give Tanae at the mental health evaluation. Now, this evaluation goes on for months and months and months. And Denea's family is going to the news outlets and they're calling out the judicial system. Why is it taking eight months for a mental health evaluation to come back? You could talk to that girl one time and see there's nothing wrong with her. Like, take this girl to trial why are we holding this up why are we acting like there's a possibility that she's not going to face her actions finally in february of 2020 they get the results back from this evaluation and tanea is cleared to go to trial
Now, the exam came back and it said that she was competent to stand trial. And this was a blow to the defense, but it was a win for the prosecution. And Denia's family was like, duh, we told you. Instead of going to trial, on August 13th, 2020, she pleads no contest. Now, they were really trying to figure out if they were going to charge her as an adult or as a minor. And by the skin of her teeth, she was charged as a minor. Because she was 17 at the time of the murder, the judge did take that into consideration. She wasn't going to trial, but she still had to have a court hearing to hear testimony from the witnesses and people that were closely related to this crime. The assistant prosecutor, Bill Potato, said because of Lewis's age, she lacked... Potato. It's with a C. Girl, I was like, not Mr. Potato Head. (laughs) I could imagine in school. No, with a C. Calm down. Everybody calm down. Bill said, because of Lewis's age, she lacked brain development to fully recognize the long-term consequences of her actions. Both prosecutors and the defense agreed that T would eventually plead guilty in exchange and would receive a sentence between 25 and 30 years with a possible max of 60 years. Without the deal, she could possibly get sentenced to 40 to 60 years. Evan Garaspi, Tania's and now ex-boyfriend, don't now it's her, I'm sure he, I'm sure, I mean, he was technically her ex-boyfriend that morning, but... Evan got up there and testified in court. He testified that she was very controlling in the relationship, and she didn't approve of Evan even talking or being friends with other girls, especially Denia. After found out that she basically was dry snitching on her, he said that she, quote, was yelling at me like, don't have any girls at your house. That's not allowed. You're not allowed to talk to other girls. She's not allowed over anymore. Which, first of all, the only person that can say who and who is not allowed at my mama house is my mama. He also said that before the attack, she was sending weird and confusing texts to him and sent that text saying, she goes, it's time. And he responded, what do you mean? And of course, he didn't get a response until the murder took place. He said that after the stabbing, he was receiving hella text messages from students telling them what happened. And shortly after that, he had that quick phone call with her where she was just saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Miss Sunnefeld got up there and she testified as to what went on in her classroom. She told the court that both Tanea and Denia were in her second period class and the students were getting ready to work in their groups for a class project. She says, quote, I see Tanaya running. This is where I noticed something silver. And she then tries to push Tanaya out of the classroom as she was yelling, quote, awful things to Denaya. She says, she told Evan, I hope she dies. I hope she dies. She goes on to testify that she didn't actually see the stabbing, but she did notice that there was blood pulling out of Denaya. Her husband, Mr. Centerfield, comes in and testifies that he heard the call to respond to his wife's classroom. And you know what he did? He got the fuck on it. Not fighting in my wife's classroom. Not, mm-mm. Once he arrived to his wife's classroom, he testified that once he got with Denia, he stayed with her while his wife helped the student in a wheelchair get out of the classroom. And say that he actually did see the knife used to stab Denia, and he later picked it up using a towel and threw it in the trash. He said that afterwards he took T, who had been isolated in a different classroom with a different teacher, to the main office. Francesca Pasca testifies again. She testified at the preliminary exam, and now she's testifying again, saying that she heard Denia scream. 
and that she saw the knife in Tanaya's hand as she pulled it out of Denia. And Denia's blood was all over it. She also said that she heard Tanaya say that she was going to kill Denia. A senior, Denia's ex-boyfriend who was in the classroom, Zachary Quillman, testified that he was in the back of the classroom when Tanaya was pounding on Denia's back and he heard her scream and he heard Tanaya say that she was going to kill her. The resource officer, Richard Williams, also testifies, saying, quote, I immediately knew she was in trouble. I rolled her over, and that's when I noticed there were two puncture wounds. I heard that resource officer, Richard Williams, yeah. he actually had a really hard time. Him in particular had to go to counseling for quite a while after this case because it's a lot. He's the one that performs CPR on her, and a kid in the school dies in your arms. Like, I think about our resource officers. Shout out to P. Roy and Two Scoops. Like, they were annoying as hell, yeah. but you couldn't deny that they love all the kids there. And I think that if any kid died in yeah. one of them niggas' arms, they would have not gotten over it, especially P. But, Roy. Um, like, P. Roy would not have gotten over it. They also said, like, he had been police officer for, like, 10 years prior to that. Like, he's seen some things. He's been out on the field, but he was like, that right there? That fucked him up. Her sentencing was held on Wednesday, September 16th, 2020, via Zoom because of COVID-19 restrictions with Judge Catherine Vivano. The judge gave her 26 to 60 years in prison, and she will be eligible for parole after she serves 27 years. And she got two years for her time served. When T was able to speak at her sentencing, she said, quote, I have nightmares about it. I accept my punishment. No amount of apologies will take it back. If I could take it back, I would. Through the years, I've sat and thought about that moment, that day. I have nightmares about it, and I accept the punishment. I accept whatever you do. I know no amount of apology can return the life to her. I am so, so sorry. I hope that one day you'll be able to forgive me. Denia's aunt and father were present on behalf of her mom, Christina Ford, and they said... Denia's mother wanted me to say that there are really no words that can explain the devastation and torment of parent faces when they lose a child. But to lose a child in such an evil and brutal way is unimaginable. I mourn the loss of my baby every day. Time does not heal. It is more of a punishment because the more time that passes, the more I realize I will never see my baby again. Every parent believes their child is special. My baby was more than special. My baby was exceptional in every extent of life. My baby was mentally, physically, and spiritually unique. She knew what she wanted in life and put all her efforts towards achieving greatness. She had a kind and giving heart, and that's what the evil of the world took. Even though I would give my life just to see, just to be able to hold my baby, to smell my baby, I find a little reflection in knowing my baby never has to encounter another evil, spiritually deprived, unloved soul like the defendant again. She went on to say on behalf of the whole family, we can't find it in our hearts to forgive you. You took a life that was so beautiful. All I ask is that the Lord have mercy on your soul. Another aunt, Vernita Johnson, said, you want us to do nothing? You want us to sit here and let you all handle it? When you all out here giving out slaps on the wrist? Imagine if this was your child, your auntie, your brother, your sister. Would you want that person dead or in jail for the rest of their life without a chance of them getting out? She get a chance to get out and have whatever life she have left. Yeah, it's going to be hard for her to get a job because she a felon. So what? She get to see her people. She get to have kids. She get to still get married. She get to do all of that. My niece doesn't. 
Denia's dad made a statement saying, the loss of his daughter changed his world because my baby, those was my intention. My baby told me that she wanted to go to school for computer engineering and she was in school learning how to build robots. He was visibly upset in court and he yelled obscenities at the judge and everyone up there at the end of his statement. The judge was the last person to speak at the sentencing. She explained that Tanea's age was playing a major factor in determining how her sentence went. In addition to that, there were no other things in her background that would give them a reason to try her as an adult. The judge said, quote, you may have a chance for rehabilitation, and it is my hope that during this period of time you spend there, you really focus on that, and that through rehabilitation, you find a way to contribute to the world in a way that maybe, hopefully, gains the trust from your family. Now, after the sentencing, the dad makes a video, and he's basically expressing how he's upset, and he says, quote, I feel like I was robbed by the system, I feel like I was robbed by her mother, and I feel like I was robbed by a teenager. Although my baby not here, I'm still paying child support on my child. My baby dead, and I don't get no justice for it. That's how I feel. Everybody who played a part in the death, fuck you all. And so at this part, I really, like, guys, when, when I was studying for this, I was like, wait a minute. You got to pay child support when your kid has passed? So we Googled it. Turns out, go ahead. You have to continue to pay the back child support that you owed while the baby was alive. And so he mad that he still got bills past due. So you upset. You thought because she died, you don't owe niggas, man, niggas. Her mama from when she was alive? No, you still owe her. I'm sure that made sense in his baby dad math. In his baby dad, look, baby daddy math be like. Now she is being held at the Haran Valley Women's Complex. Her earliest release date is August 11th, 2045. But she could be in prison until August 11th, 2078. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, the time for giving. I know when my family gets together, it is a big to-do of giving gift cards, giving toys, giving everything that people wanted on their Christmas list. But what about the things that you are going to give to yourself? Taking care of yourself is just as important, if not more important, than taking care of the people around you. And you can do that with therapy. So take the time to take care of yourself. Whether it's by starting therapy, going easy on yourself during the tough moments, or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. And you can do that through therapy. I've benefited from therapy many times. It's just good to have somebody to talk everything out with, to kind of get out of your own head and gain some tools that you need so that you can continue to live a happy, thriving life, especially in this holiday season. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you don't have to have that excuse of there's not enough time or therapy is very expensive. BetterHelp has a way for you to get affordable therapy completely online. Trust me, it works. In this season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash s wk to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p dot com slash s-w-k now go take care of yourself all right y'all it's time for well i'm not black i'm oj 
I ain't do it, but if I did, this is how I would have got away with it. I ain't do it, but if I did, if you want that man, you shouldn't have cheated on that man. Where do people have time to have sex? I guess parents, my mama was strict. Wasn't no sneaking in and out. Now, you done already told us about you sneaking in and out. Some parents aren't as strict. One time, and I got caught. And I got caught. I ain't do it, but if I did, probably, I feel like I probably would have talked to somebody. I think I was fortunate enough to have a lot of adults who loved me and looked after me as a kid. But also, even not, even outside of adults, a lot of friends to call on who can possibly help you regulate your emotions, you know, calm down, chill, think things through for real. Because, I mean, it was premeditated, but it was not well thought out. She she never thought about what happens after. As somebody that did not have a lot of adults that loved and cared about me, I think that the first thing that you could have done was confront her in person, like, without a knife. Or sometimes you have to learn to take your L's. You fucked up. Players fuck up, too. And I'm telling you, like... The person that I was dating in high school when I was 17 years old, yes, I thought that was going to be the person that I was with forever. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. But guess what? Don't even know what this man is doing with his life. I know who he's married to, but that's a different story for a different time. But for real, like you just, it's not, and I think if you really know, really realize that it's not that deep, like these niggas really don't care about you for real. And the fact that you messed up. And sometimes you got to take your L. And I think that's hard for a lot of people to, a lot of people are like, I'm never wrong. And if I am, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. But it's like, no, sometimes you're wrong. Leave it there. Taking a knife from home, a steak knife at that. Oh, that shit hurts. Personally, I just feel like maybe, like, let's just say I got as far as to stab her. I feel like that first stab would have been my wake-up call. Like, fuck. I actually stabbed her. And maybe it's because Tanaya was still moving around. Tanaya's mind was like, oh, she good. Like, she she really just needed to take a breath. Think, like, what exactly are you doing? Yeah, and I 100% agree. I guess this is like... What's your senior year? There are way bigger fish to fry. And I get it. Someone in their senior year that had beef with bitches, it means nothing now that I'm grown as hell. It meant nothing as soon as I walked across that stage. Who cares? And I get it. Like, as a teenager, like, things become your whole world and things are so dramatic. And it really takes somebody to be like, this shit don't matter at all. You know what matters? The fact that you have great extracurriculars and you're a straight-A student and you ain't never going to see this girl again. All right. I think that's it because I don't really have much to say on that. I think the thought of somebody calling my mama alone and telling them that I stabbed somebody, that's enough to deter me. It's, that somebody's going to have to make a phone call to my mom and she's going to be like, you did what? With a knife from where? So you took a knife out of my house and thought it would be a good idea to do what? All right, parole or no parole. Oh, girl, she got charged as a minor by the skin of her teeth, didn't she? Because. And the fact that it really was premeditated, like this was 
premeditated. You your bag the night before. You telling them I got something for you. You texting him, it's time she's going. Like, you running around the classroom talking about I hope she... Girl, you got charged as a minor by the skin of your teeth. And that's what I was saying. Like, it feels like it's just so dramatic at that time. You don't understand the consequences of your actions. Do I feel like there's a chance for her to be rehabilitated? Actually, I really do for this case. But I feel if she was my niece, my nephew, my child that I cared about, teenager that I cared about, and was looking forward to her graduation next semester, ooh, it's hard. She, you snatched that girl's life. Like, I could, yeah, you're going to have to do your 27 years and really sit there and think about it. Like, at the end of the day, when you come out, you're going to be a convicted felon of a horrible crime, of a violent crime. You're still going to get out in your mid-40s. That's still a lot of life. And I can get why it doesn't feel like justice for her family, because you still get to have that lot of life. I don't know. I just feel like, and I'm, I know I'm a different person, but I think, I don't know. I don't know how somebody else being locked up feels like justice. You know, at first it might feel like good. They stuck it to you. But after a certain while, it still don't ease no pain, no matter how long she was in there. If she would have got life, y'all still been hurting. I hope she gets probation that first round. Hope she can get out and make something for herself. I think it would be more meaningful and more impactful if they were to do work in honor of their victim. Like, it, I think it's better to be impactful than to be punished. Like, then people who, like, had their kids volunteer and stuff when they spoiled or whatever, when they do something like bratty, and it's like, you need to see why this is wrong. You need to see the privilege that you have by being able to do something else. And you need to be grateful for the opportunities that you do have by making the most out of them. We will see. All right, let's read some reviews. Let's go home. I have one from Dorito of Doom. Nice. They said, five stars, love the pod. Tazzy's voice makes my ears itch, heart. That sounds uncomfortable, but glad you love it. I think... I don't think it's their ears. I think it's something else that's itching, tingling. Is that it? Yeah, that's what that was my review. Okay, let's do this. This one is from I'm Every Woman. Listen, Taz and Mariah, I know I left a review back in July, but baby, let me tell you, your storytelling is so detailed and captivating. I find myself trying to save episodes so that they'll build up and I'll have a few to listen to. Once I see that new episode's being released, I've run straight to listen to it. I listen to podcasts with partners and sisters in the past. However, nobody has the chemistry that you two possess. The way you portray the victims and the murderesses have me hanging on every word. I can go on and on, but I just wanted you guys to know how great you two are. And we're glad you do what you do. Keep them coming. P.S. Mariah, you have a beautiful voice. Thanks, thanks. That's it. Spotify wraps are out, you guys. So if you are listening on Spotify, see if we're in your top podcast. If we're not, you're dead to us. Just kidding. No. <laughs> but thank you, Spotify, for having us as the best true crime podcast of 2023. Did they release that? Yep. 
Millie just emailed us. Shout out to Millie. Shout out to everybody in Millie's DMs asking about where her hat is when she's more official than you guys will ever be. Shout out to Spotify for having our Felicia Blakely episode as a standout episode of 2023. Naming it that. I believe that Precious Doe was our standout episode as far as like numbers. So the Felicia Blakely Spotify chose and standout episodes. And then Precious Doe was based off of actual charts. Shout out to you guys for having us in your top five. If only if we were your number one, I love you. But Taz loves you regardless. I do. Super excited. The holidays are coming. We have some really great things in the works for you guys. So gather your coins. Anything else, friend? Talk to us. We talk back. Bye.